The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. My name is Jeremy. I'm joined by Jerry Kariah. And if you want world peace... You should own some silver. It's something we're going to talk about later in the show, this idea of silver being uh, something for national security and the demand being used from the military is going to blow your mind. So stick with us towards the end of the show. We're going to talk about that. But first, Jerry, let's return to the pivot. Our listeners know we've talked about the fact that the Fed will raise interest rates till something breaks. They've raised rates. They've started to pause. Earlier this week, Tiff Macklem talked about the idea in his statements. He mentioned that they may lower rates before they reach their inflation targets. And I thought, wow, they're preparing the pivot. Rather quick. That was the Bank of Canada governor. Now, they also mentioned the big the big news he, he talked about was uh, he threw the government under the bus with the carbon tax and said it's 15% of their inflation. And that if they could tr- essentially assume, uh, in- intimating that if they drop that, they could lower their, t- they could get inflation that much more under control very quickly by just losing that. Oh, yeah. Ax the tax. What did, what did you think when you heard that? Because when I heard that, I thought, wow, he couldn't be sending a more clear signal to the government of, hey, help us out here. You're not helping. And this is something that we we have talked at length on this show, that it doesn't matter if you're raising rates to fight inflation, if if the government is deficit spending and and raising raising taxes, mm-hmm. they're creating more inflation. Most of their actions are just inflationary, and that's indeed, that's correct. Well, let's talk about that, because just before we jumped on, we we were discussing that inflation is a marker of a corrupt system. Now, I understand that. Let's get, let's dig into that a little bit. This idea of you've printed a lot of currency, you've deficit spent, that money is being taken out of the pockets of the taxpayer and where is it going is the question. And it's going into the hands of people who don't respect the money because it's not their money in the first place. So it's easy to spend money when it's not yours, right? Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about about inflation being a marker of corruption. And I don't think that that's a, that's a stretch in the imagination of anybody um, today who's experiencing this and seeing this disconnect between what what government officials are saying and what they're experiencing in the real world. Absolutely, Jeremy. I think we could we could just look at the world right now very soberly and we can honestly say that there is corruption almost everywhere. We're seeing corruption. Um, look at the headlines just yesterday. In fact, there was um, an article that was going around about the Bridgeport election being overturned for ballot harvesting. These are things that we're seeing. Corruption in the elections. There was a study done this week um, that was actually posted this week out of Sweden 
um, this is coming from UPI.com, that the state of democracy declines worldwide amid tainted elections eroding freedoms. And we, and I summarize this in saying inflation ultimately can erode the nation's number one purchasing power. It causes economic instability. And governments facing fiscal pressure might resort to corrupt practices such as embezzlement, bribery to secure funds or maintain political support. And then high inflation may exacerbate this inequality of income. This is a huge topic. Wage increases are being pushed. How many strikes have we seen over the past two, two, three months? It fosters resentment at home and it provides fertile ground for corruption to thrive within society. So the corruption that starts with the, with the central banks ultimately bleeds down and causes, causes corruption in, in society, Jerry. Oh, in some ways then what you're suggesting is when they talk about lowering the carbon tax to help them with the inflation fight, that they're eating their own. That they used to work hand in hand and now they're, now they're at each other's throats. Not, not in a crazy outward way, but in a very subtle way, you know, when you're calling out the government to say, I think you should drop the tax, essentially read between the lines so that we can fight inflation better because that's our job. And if we can't fight in, fight inflation, then we lose our credibility. Mm-hmm. So please help us over here. Yeah, um, corruption. I mean, look, they, they discovered a billion dollar green slush fund. They gave $50 million, the government to a a two or three man operation to handle the ArriveCan app. And they didn't do anything. They outsourced everything. Right. And, and the, the outsourcing got paid separate, I believe. So, and the guy being uh, questioned about it will, won't answer anything. Um, so, you know, look, the truth doesn't change. Things come out more and more and more. And I think that people are seeing what's happening in the world. They're seeing this corruption. And how do you, how do you protect yourself against it? Well, when we look at gold and silver, there's no counterparty risk. You're not dealing with any other entity that could potentially do something, right? We, just before we jumped on, on the show, we were looking at this post in, in Switzerland. So we know that there was a, um, a rushed marriage of banks there because of Credit Suisse, but Swiss authorities are mulling over new rules to prevent runs bank runs so after the credit swiss debacle this year swiss authorities and ubs are considering ways to prevent bank runs they're exploring options like spreading withdrawals over a longer period of time or potentially imposing exit fees now penalties well now we're not talking we're not talking about a uh, third world country right Okay, we're talking about Swiss Switzerland. The Swiss bank accounts. Yeah, how how sought after are those? Now? They're trying to prevent. They're trying to set up a, a a situation where if you run to the bank and want to take out all of your money because you don't trust the bank, that they either penalize you for doing that, or they say nope, can't take it out all at once. Now I guarantee you, anyone, right now walks into a bank, if you're listening on Saturday, tries to take out more than $10,000, maybe even more than $5,000 cash, you're going to have a tough time. Mm -hmm. Not only are you going to have a tough time getting the cash because it's just not there, you might be questioned about what you want to do with that money. Now, when I watch sports or whatnot and I start seeing ads for the FDIC, 
and how safe the everything is in the banks, but the banks aren't doing so well. I mean, you can see the news out there for all the banks. They're not doing so well. If you follow any of the real estate people and, and what's going on in the mortgage market, they're suffering big time. So the banks are fragile. You want to protect your wealth. You want to own physical gold and silver. And the easiest way to do that is to simply buy some physical gold and silver to start. Then, of course, yes, you can have it in a depository. You can, the best thing is put it in your RSP, put it in a TFSA. And a TFSA, at least, you know, you even have access to get it back at some point, whether you're taking delivery or you sell it to get the cash. Um, great place to consider having it. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Give us a call. We'll show you how to actually own physical precious metals and protect yourselves against all of these things that we're talking about today. It's so important, Jeremy. And um, further on the inflation there is an article that was just um, posted on our X, so follow us at Guildhall WM. And we're also on Telegram, places like Telegram. We're going to be sharing this because this was written by Prince Michael of Lechtenstein. He is the president of GIS Reports Online, or GIS. It's a major Austrian economics for, forum for, for the Europeans. And his latest was a piece called Inflation, a Marker of Corrupt Systems. And he just does a, a slam-dunk job of just... Of just um, you know, giving us a visual of how, um, you know, this government, cor the corruption, um, how it all happens. And it's this false benevolence that we're seeing, especially today, we're seeing the introduction to Canadian society of universal basic income. We are at a point where we're so strapped for cash and our savings are depleted that people will actually beg for universal basic income, which is a socialist policy. Now, what he writes is the appalling consequence of all this of all, of all this is that political systems have bought voters with their own money. And it's true, the form of corruption takes place through redistribution. It's a classic example of take money from Peter, who is supposed to be the rich, and give it to Paul, and Paul is the majority of the people. And take, and a, it, and take a cut. That's right, and take a cut. It's who is grateful and, and votes for those who give him the money. So they're, they're buying the votes. But Peter was the one who invested, who was working, and he was saving, and therefore, in such situa situations, capital is taken out of the economy, and the economic activity is adversely affected because of these wrong incentives. But, but as um, Margaret Thatcher once said, the problem with socialism—wait, I know—is what you run out of using other people's money. <laughs> exactly. So politicians have so far preferred to ignore and minimize the problem since the austerity measures needed to solve the issue or stop your fiscal spending would take away the tool to appease voters with money. And this, is the, this, is the, this is the impact of what we're seeing. Socialist policies like MMT, endless money printing, it ultimately leads to the devaluation of currency. Go back to ancient Rome, civilizations fall, the fabric of the nation and the, and the security of our nation falls and rests upon the currency. Okay, so here's the thing. People are gonna hear that, they get it, they look at the price of the metals, they go, how come the price of the metals have not responded? Let's get into that in the next segment, the number 18778silver, the website, guildhallwealth.com. It's The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto. We'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. So let's just put that all together for a minute. 
you've got somehow they they get control of the money, of the printing press they print money through the central bank they deficit spend they buy voters by offering them all sorts of freebies nothing is free in the world it comes from somewhere it's going to be paid for on the backs of the taxpayer or future generations over time we've seen that nominally speaking sure you're making more money but you don't get as much for your money your money buys you less it's worth less and i think everybody is feeling that across the country and it doesn't matter if you're rich or poor you can see the money is going a lot a lot less further and that happens over time when you print when you continue to print fiat currency and so it leads to this corruption however jerry we said before the the break that we have to address the fact then of why is it that gold and silver have not responded to this corruption first of all when we get and we get the information and the data from a corrupt government, they're going to be, there's going to be a lot of rigging. There's going to be election rigging, perhaps. There's going to be rigging of the very instruments that we use to measure things like inflation. And that is the result of you know, what we're seeing today. Prices are moving up at least double digits. I think people can argue that we're about mid, mid-teens in inflation especially if we use the, the, the method of calculating inflation back in the 70s and 80s. Inflation rate should be around 15% easily, not 3.8% and dropping. And the Fed, Fed is now saying we're not going to see a, a recession. And that's what Powell said this week. He doesn't forecast a recession anymore. So we'll see that pivot happen. But ultimately, the very... So, so just in, to, to kind of keep on track with that, what you're saying is, these entities then use delusional models and believe their own delusional models and say, no, 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 there's no inflation. It's transitory. I think our models show us it's tra- our models say there's no recession or our models say it will be a soft landing. So what you're saying is, is they create these false models and then they believe the false models. And I would add to that saying the idea is, of course, that they also believe that as long as you believe it, then then we can all live in that false that false world that th- that we live in a false sense of reality of that there is a soft landing. But I think so. Just to keep it on track with what it means for the price of gold and why it hasn't maybe done a moon shoot yet is people are seeing that those those are false models that those are. Um, disingenuous words. That's right. I mean, those. That's exactly it. When you have false models at play, and when you also have rigging and you know LIBOR price fixing, we also have price fixing in the precious metal sector. Uh, but that's coming to a crashing end very soon, and we're going to get into that shortly. But it comes to an end. You know, you can only do that for so long. When the when the, when the rigging is up, the currency fails. Voltaire said all the all the fiat currencies ever end up going to their intrinsic value of zero. And we have to keep, a, keep an eye on what is going on with the, with the central bank that has done it all. The, the, the most MMT, the most quantitative easing than ever before is the Bank of Japan. And this is coming from Jamie Carrasco from Canaccord Genuity in Toronto. He wrote and tweeted this week, systemic financial alarm ringing. 
trillions in foreign exchange derivatives. The foundation of the carry trade will begin to be unwound as the U.S. dollar-yen trade, which is the largest currency trade in the world, most important, the currency went to 150. While they've been selling us U.S. treasuries to hold the levy, that, that solution is only temporary in keeping this credit cycle alive. He writes, don't forget that gold is money and everything else is credit, and gold must be produced to get more. Those facts help past generations survive and thrive the last time a credit cycle came to an end. And that's exactly what we're seeing, Jeremy, with Japan. And we have to see what's going on. Japan just announced that the country will spend over $113 billion in a new package to fight inflation. And the world's largest pension fund, Japan, just reported a $4.5 billion loss for the quarter. Now, people have to really watch what's going on. If that goes, it's systemic. Well, of course, there's no better way to fight inflation than printing more money to fight inflation. Um, of course... Hey, gold's up 24% this year in Japanese yen. So, you know, it is one of those indicators that gold is actually doing its job. To, to the point of why you haven't seen gold and silver do the moon shoot yet. First, let's just say that gold has been doing amazingly well. It's had two down years in the last 15 years. It's up 10% this year alone in Canadian dollars. So it is, it is keeping up. It just hasn't got, done that moon shoot that we're talking about. And what we're talking about here is the idea that in 1980, as an example, gold hit $850 an ounce. The Dow Jones was trading at 850 points. That's a one, that's a, that's a one to one ratio. In 2011, it hit four to one. Right now, it's around 18 to one. You need 18 ounces of gold to buy into a 33,000 point plus Dow. It's not going to stay there. As people realize, and more and more people realize, the fiction that's being told to them about through these, through these false models, they're going to, to sooner or later realize that it's the real stuff that matters. This fake currency is getting more and more expensive, and the only thing that's gonna save you is actual assets, things that can't be stolen from you. People are always worried about, oh, the, the, the government's going to confiscate my wealth. They're going to steal my gold. Listen, they steal 40% of your income. They steal 13% on top of that. They steal another 15% through inflation, which is the corruption that we're talking about. You're, you're already almost up to 70%, 60 plus percent of everything you make is gone. How are you going to protect against that? You have to fight. You have to fight to put... Put your wealth into something that will protect it long term because you can't avoid the truth. You cannot avoid the truth. And here's one example. This week, First Majestic came out with their all-in cost for, for silver. It's, in, it's around 1975, give or take. A couple pennies. 75 cents, that's right. Okay, so let's just run that through. If the price of silver dropped to 1950, does that mean First Majestic stops mining? No. Does it mean they stop selling? Probably. Probably. It means that if you're going to buy it, since nothing is coming to market, because these mining companies may keep operating, but they're not selling it, they'll say, yep, I'll sell it to you in, in six months. The premiums rise. So the price of silver might be 1950, but if you want to buy it, 25 bucks, right? They, the premiums just go up. So you have a very limited downside, and that price per ounce all-in cost to get it out of the ground only keeps going up. Yes. 
So what it's reflecting to our point here is the prices are undervalued. They are super cheap. That is a very good thing. A very good thing. Now, I don't see the central banks complaining about buying gold at a super cheap price when you compare it to the global debts. When you have over 100% debt to GDP, you are not getting out of it. And any money you print is just less and less productivity. I said that in a weird way, but productivity coming out. It, you're, it's less and less. Imagine your credit card. This is, the, this is what's happening right now. Your credit card has more on it than, more, than your salary for the year. You're done. You can never get out of it. That's 100% debt to GDP. Mm-hmm. You're past it. You can't, now you're putting out more money to the interest. Then where's your productivity? You're not going to be able to buy anything covering the interest on all of that. Mm-hmm. right? So now what are they going to do? They're going to drop it back down to zero? Start all over again? I was telling a client, it's, it's like catching a massive fish in reverse. <laughs> right? You let it out a little bit. You reel it in. Oh, we're reeling it in, everybody. Here's the central banks. We're reeling in that inflation. Oh, no, no, I got to let it out a bit. Right. Right? Okay, we let it out more than we brought it back in. <laughs> That's right. That's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with the mother of all big fish that they're trying to reel in, and they can't do it. No. It's done. It's gone. And the only thing that's going to protect you now is actual things. That's right. That is the pivot. That's the de-dollarization that we're seeing. You you have to get out of the paper. Anything does. This is what the, this is what we're seeing with the with the central banks around the world, the BRIC nations. So maybe they know this. Maybe this is why. Maybe this is why uh, Jamie Dimon is selling stock out of out of uh, J P Morgan. Maybe he knows what's coming. These central banks are buying gold. Maybe they know what's coming. All of these people are getting these assets. There was someone last year who paid fifty paid fifty million dollars worth of gold. And silver, they're getting out of the market. More and more people are getting out of the market. The physical gold and silver off of the exchange in in North America has been bleeding out of the exchanges. What about, where's it going? Oh, it's going east. Where's it going from there? Oh, it's going into private hands. So the price isn't going to tell you what's actually happening with the supply side of the market. And okay, the price can be manipulated as much as inflation numbers could be manipulated but it doesn't change what's going to happen next the fed will pivot the prices of gold and silver will rise because it's a real commodity and you need to own a real thing so is that all that's stopping it it's just a little bit of time i certainly think so uh with the comics and these exchanges in north america bleeding the way that they are losing physical ounces even in the Shanghai Gold Exchange, we're seeing the, the drainage happening, moving out of the public into private hands and, and flowing from the West and North America over to the East, out of Gold Telegraph today. Um, we just, uh, a huge deal that happened. Saudi Arabia is now engaged in ongoing discussion with Pakistan to purchase a portion of the government stake in a $7 billion copper project, which is co-owned by Barrick with Barrick Gold, the second largest gold producer. The kingdom is increasingly hunting for metal assets, and this is a trend. And over to China earlier in the week, China's biggest index provider launched two stock indices linked to gold, which include shares of global 
gold mining companies. This is a massive trend, and it's setting the stage for a switch of control from London and New York. London just lost major Chinese banks last week. So the London price fixing, this is coming to a crashing end. We will have a gold and silver price discovery like we've never seen before. And it's going to be epic, and you want to have the physical. You cannot own the, the, the GLD, the proxies, the paper, because they will all get burnt. He who has the gold makes the rules, and you want to get in this market now. And some major Canadian banks are calling for higher prices. We'll talk about that in the next segment. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. Own it physically. Remember, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. Get some of that physical financial insurance in your portfolio. You give us a call. We'll show you how to do it. We'll walk you through. It's what we do. We handhold. We love talking about the markets, as you can tell. And uh, we'll show you how to get it into your registered account, your RSP, your TFSA. Or you can go to our website, guildhallpreciousmetals.com. It's our e-store. And pick up uh, an ounce of gold, a tube of silver maples. Just get started. And you'll start to see that ownership has its privileges. There's more to come on The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Basically, over, over the course of the last, uh, you know, 20, 30 minutes, we've been discussing the idea essentially that fiat currencies are nothing more than an illusion. And you have to fight for everything that you have in the real world. And that illusionary currency is losing value consistently. And we would always talk, and this comes from Bill Holter, great analyst in the gold market, the concept of if the dollar is worthless, then gold is priceless because you need actual assets in a world where the fiat currency is is crumbling. So if you have cash in the bank, do you really have cash? What do you have? You have a loan to the bank, right? You can't take out all that cash. If you had a hundred grand in the in the bank, can you take it out? The answer is no, they won't give it to you. They don't have it. And what they're talking about in Switzerland is, well, we're gonna make it even harder for you to take it out. You're gonna have to Take it out over a period of time, and we're gonna we're gonna tax you on it. We're gonna charge you to take your own money out of the bank. We're gonna hold it hostage. Could you imagine that? Now you want to protect yourself long term as well, and gold and silver are long term investments. And we really hope that people can make a paradigm shift instead of thinking short term and mo uh, trying to get on momentum. And I want to get into gold because it just hit $2,000 an ounce to be thinking long-term about your financial insurance policy. Gold isn't the answer to everything, but if you hold 10, 15%, you have something that is negatively correlated to the dollar, Canadian, US, the yen, and you're now properly hedged. So you don't have to have everything in there, but you do need some sort of financial insurance. You have home insurance, car insurance, life insurance, what do you have if the Dow drops 40%? What do you have? What do you have to give you something to the upside? Now, once we start thinking long-term, and obviously the system has been a long-term thing, and you can see the value of your money eroding long-term, but then it gets interrupted, Jerry, by crises. 
In the 80s, you had the savings and the loan crisis. In the 90s, you had the dot-com bubble. In the 2000s, you had the subprime crisis. And then you had, then you had the pandemic and the massive monetary injections. And we are hurtling towards the next crisis. And through all of that, natural fancy colored diamonds continue to rise higher. Now, not every day. It's not a market that you watch every day. It doesn't always go up. It doesn't, sometimes it goes up, sometimes it stays flat. But it consistently moves higher over time. Can you tell us a little bit about what you love about natural fancy colored diamonds? Besides the beauty and the rarity of the stone, <clears throat> it is the strategic element that it offers my clients. My clients can get the ability to pivot. They have their money number one outside of the banking system. And this is a rare asset class. Just like the currencies must be scarce, you need to have money in your account. You need to have money in your hands. And one of the most rare assets that you can hold in the palm of your hand and walk over the border is a natural fancy color diamond. The concentrated wealth, a pink diamond can literally hold $700,000 of wealth for you and your family without involving legal without involving the bureaucratic bodies that you have to jump through hoops with when settling an estate. This is an easy asset class to allow future generations to build upon. And this is how the wealthy have done it for generations. Yeah, and you know, look, it, it doesn't come for free. There's, you, you will pay, you know, HST if you're buying it in Ontario. Um, you know, there'll be a, a dealer premium of some sort when you'd come to sell it at some point, there's going to be another broker involved, right? If you sell it at an auction, they will take a, a fee to sell that eventually. But once you get beyond those, those costs of doing business, which is going to be present in any asset that you buy, right? Real estate, no different. That what, what happens with colored diamonds is you don't get an opportunity to buy them cheap again. That's, that's the takeaway today. You don't get a chance to get them cheap again. We bought a blue diamond back in 2011, I want to say. And at the wholesale level, we doubled our money. Um, I'll tell you, at wholesale, we paid a little under half a million. And we sold it. We doubled our money in a year. When we sold it, it was already worth one and a half million. But we made our money, we were happy. Today, that diamond is probably two and a half to three million dollars. Can't buy it again. Can't buy it for what we paid, which was well under a million dollars. It's done. You cannot buy that diamond again, ever. You owned, you owned a Andy Warhol at some point. Congratulations, you sold it. You'll never get back in that market. Hmm ever and that happens in real estate too you know you sell in a certain location mm, you're never getting back in that market right rarely you know i know a lot of people are waiting for some sort of dip and you know people are holding on to their metals and you may just get that but in the colored diamond market you do not get a chance to get back in when you sell right that's it it's over you'll never you might be, you might have to look for something else you sell a pink start looking at the yellow market take advantage of a new type of market, but it's different. Mm -hmm. That's what I love about this market. I love looking back and saying, whoa, 
that pink diamond was 22 grand and now it's 60. Right. That's what I love. And you can't replace it. So it's a great asset to consider for the long term. I know we have only about uh, a minute left. Jerry, some last thoughts on a natural fancy color diamond. I mean, considering what's been going on in the synthetic diamond market and even the white diamond market and luxury as a whole that is tanking and crashing, this market is continuing to rise and catching the bid at auction. And it's just exciting to see what Rio Tinto is doing with the Argyle. The Argyle brand continuing to put money and in investing in the platform that's soon to be released. So we're staying tuned, we're holding our diamonds, and we want you to do the same. If you're looking to round out your portfolio, get in touch with us, partake in a diamond discovery session, and find out how you too can own a fancy color diamond to go with your gold and your silver. So coming up, we're going to talk about if you want peace in the world, consider owning silver. What are we talking about? You'll have to stick, in, stick around for some more Real Money Show talk on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. I think that everything that's happening in the world, you can feel it. Everyone can feel it. It's getting very tense. It's feeling very, the financial system, everything's feeling very tentative and fragile, and it feels it sometimes dark. And we see the ultimate light at the tunnel because we know what gold and silver is going to do. We've been studying this market for the better part of over 15 years. And, you know, we study this market every day. When you watch what's happening in the market every day, you're not going to get anything out of that. You could watch gold five days, uh, five days in a row and four days it's down. And on one day it's up. It could be down 1% every day for four days. And then on the fifth day, it goes up 5%. You end up up on the week. But most people get disparaged by watching the price every day because Oftentimes, and we talked about this, Jerry, this idea of, of um, you know, the, delu the, the illusions that are occurring and the way they, um, they rig their instruments, that they make it look like it's not doing anything. And yet, gold and silver are up on the long term, and they are up. Uh, I think silver's down 2% in Canadian dollars, but it, at one point it was down a lot more than that. We're very close to break even. Gold's up 10% in Canadian dollars. Um, TD forecasting um, a, a higher price for gold as well, right? Yep, the gold price forecast coming from TD Securities, the gold to move sustainably into 2100 territory. That is as the Fed is set to pivot to a less restrictive stance that they're saying. Uh, we're watching oil, obviously, with geopolitical un un unwinding there. And um, they're also quoting the, the Fed pivots to a less restrictive stance. Obviously, what that does, it causes the U.S. dollar index to weaken. And we're seeing that at the tail end of this week, that the U.S. dollar is continuing to weaken. HSBC also, their love is for silver. They're saying more than a commodity that they want this, the, the price action, the price action they will be seeing in silver is going to be more of a, of a supply issue as well as on the monetary issue. We do have a currency problem right out, right away. Perfect. So that gives us a great segue to, um, we've had John Forrest Little on our show. He's a great researcher. 
Um, you can check out his channel on YouTube, John Forrest Little. He had a, an article out this week um, through his website, and it talks about how much silver is used by the military. That's right. I think it's a very important uh, theme that he's been covering over the past few weeks. He really wants to drill this into our minds to give us an, a, a really a bird's eye view of how important the silver market is. In this market, Guildhall, we talk about things like depreciation of currency, inflation. This one falls under the, the, the geopolitical scope. So when we look at the geopolitics, we're looking at rumors of war and war that is, that is arising. And we're looking, and he's honing right into the U.S. The U.S., the fact is the U.S. controls about 850 military bases in more than 90 countries worldwide. And now the U.S. is obviously, has their bases around the world, but they, what they're doing is corrupt as a whole because what they have, have done was start to manipulate the measuring of the stockpiles of silver that is needed because in order for the military uh, industrial complex and the military companies to actually make money. They need to keep that resource low. Your raw materials need to be kept low in price in order for the companies to profit. The costs, the all-in um, Wait a second. Hold sustain. on a second. Are you talking about those companies that all those Congress people are making tons of money off of? Yes, indeed, Jeremy. And, you know, it was, it was really eerie. Just before the, the, the war broke out in Gaza, and I was just saying how eerily that, the, that these these companies are actually bleeding money. And all of a sudden, this you know, war breaks out. But here is what John Forrest Little, this is how it all went down. Number one, there's, a, there's, a, there's nine listed here. Point number one, the, Man the Manhattan Project alone, which was in the 30s, the, uh, the atomic bomb was birthed. The military used over 403 million ounces of silver. That's like a, almost a year's worth of production. Exactly. Then, number two, more silver from the stri strategic stockpile was drawn down for rockets, bombs, shells, torpedoes, submarines, tanks, fighter jets, etc. Did you know there's 500 plus ounces in a missile? Literally a monster box flying in the air. Number three, to hide all, that massive, all the massive raids and silver used by the military, the Department of Defense mysteriously stopped reporting silver use in 1996. In the same year, the Department of Energy abolished the U.S. Bureau of Mines. It's pure corruption. Number five, silver. So we don't we don't like <clears throat> we don't like what we're seeing statistically. So we're just going to remove the statistics. Period. hundred. That's exactly what they're doing. Number five, silver inventory reporting is supposed to be reassigned to the U.S. the U.S. Geological Survey, which is where we're getting it right now. And there, which is established, which is establishing bogus reports showing much less significant categories like you know what we talk about on the show, uh, jewelry, things like photography, photovoltaics, which is solar and antimicrobial bandages. Number six, combined bogus or statistically insignificant industrial categories are actually fifteen times less than military and aerospace use. In other words. They want us to focus on the usage of silver and solar power or EV vehicles or just electronics and anything digital in general. But what they don't want us to see is how much is going into military usages. And how, and how reliant the military is on the, on the supply of silver. And if they don't have the silver, they cannot fill their coffers. They, cannot get the they can't get the artillery and the things to expand 
military occupation in the, around the world. In essence, you start the peace process. You actually start this peace. And the, the Department of Defense earlier this year wrote that the budget was exhausted. There was a surplus was exhausted due to the silver scarcity. The program is procuring silver now. It used to procure it at $3.97 per ounce. The market rate today that they're pricing it at is $30 per troy ounce for silver. To replenish the silver supplies is just like the strategic oil reserves. They have to replenish that silver supply, and they don't have enough silver. So let's tie it all together. If everyone buys silver, they're preventing the military from, from keeping it the price down uh, and keeping these records all screwed up because they'll have to go out and pay a higher price for it. And if they have to pay a higher price for it, then there's less of these things being produced, which means ultimately you're producing less of the war machine and you're producing peace. That's right. So if you own silver, you can create peace. And we believe the prices of the metals are going to go sky high. It is only a matter of time. Look at who's buying. Look at who needs it. Look at how it's an asset. It's real money. It's not a currency. And real money is a store of value. It's going to protect your wealth. It's going to grow your wealth over the next few years. Consider owning physical gold and silver today. Call us at one eight seven seven eight silver Go to the website, guildhallwealth.com. Consider having it in your registered account where you own it, you control it, you get an itemized inventory report. You can even go and visit, personally audit the holdings. As we say, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. This has been The Real Money Show. Jerry, thank you so much for joining us. Great information. Thank you to all our listeners for joining us as well, and we can't wait to speak to you next week here on The Real Money Show on AM640. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.